Delayed expectations. There we go. DGT season three finale. Actually, I got I have a soundboard, so why did I do that and I could just Let's take do it that. back to the old school, man. Yeah, you know I mean, I want to do it. Take it back to the old school, man. You yeah, never know. Man. You never hey. know when the, the the soundboard ain't there. You gotta that's right. Soundboard with you. You know what I'm saying? Bobby McFerrin it up. You know what I'm saying? We got we got. This is a special occasion because this is the finale for season three. It's been a long year. We all had. You know, everybody's done like 2020 wrap ups and all that. That's not gonna be this because we always are projecting ourselves into the future. So this is our looking into the future predictions and trends of what's gonna be popping in 2021 and beyond. Before we get into that. Who do we have in the building with us? I go by the name of Small Eyes with a Z. If you didn't already know, who else we got with us? With us. It's your girl, Ashley's the baby. Please say the baby. <laughs> you got your boy back, Preston. Because mm. I be spitting on facts. Wow. <laughs> facts. Kavari. Facts, Preston. Kavari. <laughs> Just one word. He does all Kavari. That's all he needs. And we got the good brother, Cope. You know what I'm saying? Good brother, Cope with C us, Cope, man. man. C. Cope. Joining the regime, yo, yo, it's an honor to have him, and uh, yo, man, we we can't wait. We give we, we yeah, we coming with it. All right, so to get right into it, we getting right into it because that's what twenty twenty one deserves. We're gonna start with the warm up. Lights, please, lights, please, turn off the lights for now. Everything just seems so right. You know, shout out to Jermaine, man. Maybe Jermaine's gonna have a good year. All the all the all the heavy hitters. No, I'm not starting twenty twenty one dissing Jermaine. <laughs> I want to give him all the love. I want to give him all the love. Like he didn't have a good year. I mean, he didn't do anything in 2021. So that's what I'm saying. Did he have a good year? Uh, Maybe, maybe. Again, we're not starting. No, no cold slander. No cold slander at the start of 2021. Um, What I do want to do, want to give a special announcement, and I really, really want to give all the love. If you're watching this on the YouTube's, you can actually see I'm rocking one and Ashley C baby. Please say the baby has her wonderful and beautifully handcrafted bespoke Digi Good Tribe merch. And we want to thank and give just special love to all of our supporters who uh, purchase with us, who shop with us during the holiday season. Um, and we're so excited to get that off to y'all soon. We're working on them. We're working hard. I mean, just to give you context, like these things, these pieces, we, we don't, we're not making a lot, which is where the bespoke point comes from. Like they require hours and hours on individual shirts you know what i mean what podcast do you know black tech podcast hand making that shit getting it out the mud we said this season was called getting it out the mud guess what we legitimately are getting it out the mud legitimately because we're basing our designs off of mud cloth so y'all don't even see where i took y'all but it's cool man it's totally fine i'm not gonna go off a tangent but i do honestly want to give all the love and all of the uh just thank yous to the people who help keep this going um, and we got so much more planned for y'all in season four. We'll have more details about that, but I really wanted to give y'all love, and we thank y'all. And uh, we'll have us we'll have more special shout outs for y'all to come. Um, so let's get into the topic, which is: Does anybody care about, or do you care about your messages being encrypted? And here's the why behind that. If you aren't already familiar, we know about the events that transpired. Over the last few weeks and all of the, you know, just white supremacy, supremacy, and you know what I mean? 
And um, we don't have to go down that rabbit hole. But what we do know is that the current change of events has forced these folks underground. And um, that is actually to the detriment of understanding their movements, these white supremacist movements. They were easily tracked when they were on apps like Parler and um, all these other apps, which now have all of their data. Everything has essentially been totally compromised, uh, which is good in a good way. Uh, they've been compromised. Um so I say all that to say that they have actually been pushed and forced into um, encrypted spaces, which are harder to actually track. So I wanted to bring that into the conversation, but then also ask, is that something that any of y'all care about when you are using in any kind of communication on a day to day basis? Is that at the forefront of your mind? Is your conversations encrypted? Is it protected? Or do you not give a shit because you feel like they already got all your information? I open it up to you all. Honestly, I feel like if they want it, they can get it regardless. So what's the point? If you so want you, it. So you're saying like even with encrypted apps, like if somebody really wanted to get to that information, it's still there? Like Only because I'm not as knowledgeable of, and I just wanted to say that to be honest, so that it just in case it doesn't resonate with or, or somebody else understands that. Um, and they're in the same place. Mm. Um, I just don't, I don't understand the whole encrypt, encrypted process. I know a little bit, but not as much as I should know possibly. So I would say I, in my eyes, yes, I feel like they're going to get it. If they want it, they can get it. There's ways. Okay. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think that, you know, I think for any, anybody that's, um, a certain level of, um, you know, hacker or just mm -hmm. understanding, you know, a, a deeper side of uh, technology and the internet. Mm -hmm. um, I think that they can figure out a way to to get access to most information that they want to get access to. Uh, I guess to answer your question, um, I don't think about it daily, but I do have encryption messaging apps downloaded. Um, and I noticed that, you know, the ones that I'm on, like, you know, like Signal, I noticed that I see a lot of people who are kind of signing up for that, like, you know, every other day, if not, you know, get those alerts. Gangbusters. So, yeah. So, um, I think that the break, the breaking point is going to be like where people's data is more visible, even just to themselves, where they can see what's, what's really going to, um, where the data is going, who's, who's truly seeing and viewing their data. Mm -hmm. And I think people will get more serious about it, but right now it's a little bit of out of sight, out of mind. So you're not getting directly impacted by it. The average person's not being directly impacted by it. So they don't really care about it. Obviously, mm -hmm. you got these people that are wanting to uh, plan some shit. <laughs> you got people that are right. wanting to have conversations 100%. that um, they definitely don't want, uh, you know, primarily the government or, or anybody else to get access to. So it's going to be really attractive for them. And I think that one other thing that is where it really becomes dangerous is that the, the most dangerous people already are super savvy on the internet, right? And we know that a digital threat is just as uh, dangerous as a physical threat. Exactly. When more of the common person gets more savvy with technology, then that's when you do really have a, you have an even bigger problem, you know, because right now where um, we can bank on the fact that they don't have as much internet knowledge, you know, so... Well, they're gaining it. And I think that's a, well, Trish, go, go give your thoughts. Um, I'm kind of with Jack. Um, so I feel like I don't think about it on a daily, but I do like the option to have certain messages encrypted. 
Also, um, just like with any other technology, it's another tool, you know, so it can be used for good, but it can also be used for uh, evil purposes. So, you know, it's always a double-edged sword with this new technology or with people getting more access or more accustomed to the encryption services. I don't use it all the time, but certain conversations I prefer to have encrypted. Hey man, I need that. That's the sound of the encryption digital highways <laughs> in your earlobes, man. I need that. I need that encryption. I want to open it up, and I actually, there's a lot of good points everybody's making. Um, that you know, sometimes you don't know. And Ashley's point is like, you don't know. Is it really? Is it really safe? Because there are some aspects, and I know some Apple hardcores will come at me, but I've read online that there are some actual. Um, holes in some of Apple's iMessage encryption, which is considered to be some of the top. And that's why everybody is really getting into Signal because Signal is supposed to be, you know, in some ways a little bit more superior than iMessage's encryption. WhatsApp is trying to include it. Like encryption is becoming the name of the game because it knows that you're going to get the user base and that's really all they care about. They could care less about if their user base is using it to, you know, plot uh, insurrection and sedition and they just want murder the motherfuckers. They just want the numbers. That's honestly yeah. All they give shits about but for right. us when we talk about protect your digitalia and uh we'll, we'll, we'll move off unless somebody has another subject set i mean a uh, comment is that we should be aware of how to utilize these tools and how they are being utilized to protect information and and again to everybody's point if you need to have certain kinds of conversations so people trying to talk about important shit on clubhouse that's fucking foolish right you want to have open conversations but you think that your stuff's private if you're in a private room on clubhouse hilarious um if you're going to be using any of these uh, Facebook Messenger, any of these things like that, know that all of those things are tracked and archived. Just like they tracked and archived the parse, uh, parlor motherfuckers, they are doing the exact same thing. So when you watch these things, they're like, oh, man, you get they getting them. Guess what? They got your shit the exact same way. So be aware and understand the apps that are available to you um, that allow you to have some kind of uh, anonymity and some control over the ways you want to have these conversations. Um, and Signal's one of them. So, you know, if white supremacists are using it, everybody should be using it to be able to protect the things that they want to keep private. You know what I mean? And also, fuck white supremacists as well. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. Um, I wanted to say another reason why I say that is because when, you know, if you see when people get locked up or arrested, mm-hmm. you see they still find a way to get into from just from a legal standpoint, um, some of our old clients have, they've still been able to find anything they want out of their phone, even with their phone being locked. And exactly. if you come from a non-Apple world where you, you know, don't, I mean, let's just say I'm, I've always been an Apple user, but I'm not tech as far as being able to understand everything about my phone. Right. So um, we get these clients that their phones are locked when they get arrested they're unlocked and they're able to go through these phones. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying about the encryption portion, but if you could get past the passcode and I know for a fact that when my, my children try to get into my phone and they can't after a while, it's a situation where literally it locks itself. Yeah. It disables. An so hour or two hours, 20 I just, hours. I don't, I don't have complete faith in the encryption process because if you can get in my phone, regardless to a passcode that's supposed to be so secure, what else can you do? Fair. All fair points, man. So soak all that up, y'all. Be a, a protect your digitalia. Understand the tools and resources available to you. We've been talking about signal. We've been talking about encryption since like the first day we started. So it's not new if you've been an OG day one rider with us here at Digi Good Times. Shout out to Digi Tribe again. 
Um, so keep keep on uh, being aware and abreast of the tools available to you. Uh, all right, let's keep it moving. We're going to get into it's kind of like a lightning round kind of vibe. But basically, I want to get y'all reaction to some of the questions and some of the articles uh, we kind of link to in our agenda, which is also the DigiPack, which if you didn't already know, the DigiPack is available to DigiTribe subscribers. How do you become a DigiTribe subscriber? You join our mailing list. How do you join our mailing list? You go to digigoodtimes.com. Everything's there for you. You can also donate. You can also go go to our shop. But guess what? Our shop's closed because we sold out. But if you want to get on the train, you can by joining and subscribing to all of our platforms. Uh, that's a plug. We're going to have a lot of those. But I just want you to know that I'm going to make sure we're plugging. Uh, <laughs> the next conversation is on... Oh, let me be a shot. Let me let me I'm gonna use a little sound sound bug. Let me use a little sound bug right here. I want everybody in America to take a moment and look at this right here. All right. So I got my guy who, you know, he brings us in. He's gonna bring us into this segment. So uh because we are musicians and we are techies and we are heavy 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 much that's not even a fucking word <laughs> we are very much kind of in the epicenter we've been talking about that we use that buzzword a lot being in the epicenter and the cross sections and the crosshairs whatever um we I, I find it important and i think it's one of the most kind of like engaging things to talk about the two biggest industries in the world really is music and gaming and so i want to talk more about where we see those worlds intersecting and what are some of you all's thoughts on where you see these two um different spaces converging um and two things i'll bring up to allow the listeners to know what we're talking about and you also can find these links and resources in the digipack uh the question i ask is what do you think is the future of live music in the music industry what does the music industry look like 2021 2022 and some of the things that we're seeing now is bands in town just recently launched a monthly subscription service bundle which i told i said i've been talking about for the last couple of years was going to happen the pandemic has exacerbated that now but essentially if you want to see live musicians now now you got to pay they're not just doing it for free on youtube and twitch anymore thank god and i actually think it's cool that bands in town is launching this monthly subscription model the second part that is going to give us more context and then allow you all to answer in on is that sony just sony like the record label sony not because you know sony has so many different infrastructures but this is talking this article is talking about sony music is launching an immersive studio music studio so for those of you who don't know what, what that might mean, if you didn't pay attention to what Little Nas X was doing last year or what Travis Scott was doing next last year, guess that's what these moves are. Those were multi-million dollar concerts that happened in-game yeah, that are million. going fucking out of here. You know what I'm saying? So those are two things that are happening and have been announced right now. What do you all think about where live music and what gaming might do to impact that and that intersection in 2020. I know that's a lot of questions, but feel free to pick whatever part of it that you want to answer. Any anybody? Well, I mean, you know the uh, the tech industry is the music industry right now. Mm -hmm. um, you right. see, you know, a lot of headlines of you know bands and notable music execs selling their catalogs. You can see um, some clear shifts in you know. Um, industries and financial markets and um you know the power is where the money is and right now the money is in tech so um you know what is going to continue the trend of what's been happening over the past five years where 
music isn't necessarily like always at the forefront of what's driving engagement, Mm -hmm. but you can't have anything without music, right? So it's always going to be really important. It's going to always be important in film and video games and TV and and everything. Um, As far as the live, uh, the live experiences, um, just based off of the way that the industry is, is evolving, like, you know, VR AR is the way. That's that's what is on the horizon. That's what is going to yep. be the norm. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, this era of us like primarily like looking at a kind of looking at a, a screen on, on a device versus being immersed in a, in a device mm-hmm. that's going to continue to change over the next few years. Yep. And this is just the the infancy of what concert experiences and online experiences are going to be. And I think we talked about it in one of the episodes this season. For sure. I think, it's, more about it. I think it's yeah. interesting because the music industry was quicker to jump on to like streaming services. And when Apple came out with iTunes, digital entertainment, than the movie industry was. Mm-hmm. But the movie industry has been, has had this up or this for lift from gaming yeah. for a while, realizing mm-hmm. that gaming can be an attachment or an amendment mm-hmm. to their product to give them a boost in sales uh, when they own the IP property. You have a Lion King movie, you come out with the Lion King game. Mm-hmm. Like movies have been doing that for so long. So to see for music sure. kind of lagging behind in that subject, to the point where they even were behind sports, you know, because we've had esports, we have yeah. like complete tournaments now where they're like Super Bowls, where they're getting just as much uh, viewership as the actual Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So music is just kind of like falling in line, like oh, we're another industry that can be benefited or that can benefit from the power of gaming and technology. So yeah, it's only going to grow and keep getting bigger from here. Uh, they're going to find new ways to sell imaginary things to people. Like mm. people, Kids are literally buying things that they can't touch, feel, <laughs> and only see when they turn on that game. Yep. So it's just going to be a cash cow as long as people have money to throw away. Cash cow. What do you think, Miss Ashley? Um, no, just to piggyback on them, I think everything, I'm totally with with both Tristan and Jack. Um, at the end of the day, we, both, we all know that, you know, um, gaming especially has done way better um, since the pandemic began, but it also allowed everybody to see that, you know, this is something that's not going anywhere. It's not something that's going away anytime soon. Um, And then we all know that with people being home from work, uh, it definitely changes the dynamics of things and Mm -hmm. allows people to want to, you know, do more innovative things when it comes to gaming. Um, I was watching an episode of Black Mirror last night and it was the video game episode. Mm. Have you guys seen that one? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's a real crazy one. I mean, I just, I, yeah, but I mean, the this the treadmill kind of want to, when you're on the treadmill. No, so striking vipers. Yeah, striking vipers. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they were like lovers, lovers in the video. Yeah, oh, yeah that was <laughs> yeah. that was very. Hey, man, don't be spoiled. Don't be spoiled. Oh, I mean, I mean, oh, it came out like eight years ago, but cool. All right, hey, I'm just saying, man. Right, sorry. Well, sorry, it's not really spoiled. We didn't tell you what actually happens in the end. So yeah, I didn't give you the whole thing. <laughs> All right, my bad. Um, but at the end of the day, you got to think like more people are wanting to escape escape reality. I mean, we've got a, a shit ton of terrible, crazy things happening. So whatever yeah. we can do to push, um, stay, I mean, like ex- escape. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, even looking at the Oculus, like that's we had this technology before, but people weren't really grasping it as much. Exactly. Everything's about time. Um, so. I think that it's going to do extremely well and going to take off insanely crazy. You look at the Oculus, it's already sold out. I tried to get my kids it for Christmas. Mm. It's sold out. Yeah. Everything related to gaming is going nuts. 
Um, we're going to talk more about that. I'm going to give some more stats a little bit later because guess what? That's how important it is that it's on this motherfucker multiple times. Like, I remember I'm, we're going to be an evangelist for making sure people in the content creation space, the creative space, understand how you can start leveraging, even if you're not gaming, how to leverage the tools in that world because that's just crucial. Well, we'll come back to that. So really dope stuff. Uh, my last uh, thought to interject because I think everything everybody said was fire is uh, to pay attention to uh, a lot. Pay attention to crypto. We got, uh, just to give you a little sneak peek, guess what? That's going to be one of our big episodes at the top of season four. Um, that's all I can give you right now because season four, we coming with it. Uh, but we're going to be talking in like very legit terms with a Bitcoin expert um, soon. Uh, but crypto is going nuts if you don't already know that. And you probably do. But we've been talking about that since 2014. Have we all invested in 2014? We probably ought to be millionaires. But that's neither here nor there. Uh Crypto, as it relates to music, however, though, is just starting to break ground. A lot of artists, they create crypto or they partner themselves. T.I. got in trouble earlier this year because he did some stuff or they his money was funny with some crypto stuff. So the legitimacy is still being worked out, but crypto is being authenticated in front of our eyes, meaning like it's being legitimized and being strengthened like literally every second of the day, right? So it's not going backwards. And so artists can understand how to utilize and empower themselves using blockchain and crypto crypto for financing and creating their own financial ecosystems. Now, that might be getting a little bit too heavy for y'all, but just know that is, I believe, what's coming soon. I believe Drake's going to have Drake fucking coin. And if you get Drake coin, real talk, you might get a, d- a discount in the things you purchase within the Drake coin ecosystem system or the Travis coin ecosystem because artists are got to find ways to get more money because they aren't making money because nobody. Hey, and if you remember, um, Nipsey was working on a cryptocurrency. Come on, talk about it now. You know what I'm saying? So Peace like to the that, God. Was that yeah, so he was he was already working on that with um I can't remember it was some cats in Europe. Was it like Sweden, Switzerland, I don't something remember like who, that? But, but I yeah. do remember that he was working but on it. But it's but it's definitely yeah, it's definitely coming, man. So So that's something um, to be aware of, y'all. Yeah, man. What else we got, man? All right. Next up, weed. You know, well, wait, actually, I think I got uh, a. You said ooh weed. What? I got ooh weed. stick cut slash down tree branch to the right. Yeah, I mean, so it's that kind of vibe. The greenery, man. The grass is getting green around here, man. Hey, we all so, got green on right you now. Know, you got know, we got the what green. Mean? That's that military green. You know, we got that that ill colorway again coming to y'all soon to all supporters. You know, and then they, yeah, Copeland, Tristan, all black. You know, we got the juxtaposition. It's fine. We got the juxtaposition. You know what I mean? Um, But uh, let me read a little bit about uh, what's at stake here and what, just because I think it's important to have more details. People are like, oh, well, they're going to pass weed legislation. It's like, well, it's going to actually take steps. So let's look at people asking. We'll talk about GA where we are, you know what I mean? But you guys can look up and research where you are. Um, And the MORE Act is probably the thing that's the most important to be paying attention to right now. The MORE Act is a new piece of cannabis legislation being considered by Congress, uh, which would bring federal policy changes to cannabis. The MORE Act, which would seek to decriminalize, let's look at this, possession of small amounts of cannabis, remove cannabis from federal control, Control Substances Act and expunge nonviolent federal cannibal, uh, cannab- not cannibal, cannabis convictions. So here's what that means. If they were to start that, which with Georgia and some of these more conservative places, this is where they would go first to pass this. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, this would be passed on the federal level. Once this passes on the federal level, this would then be like the, the slow moving into recreational use. Whereas in New York, Cuomo is trying to go straight, straight no chaser with uh, uh, 
uh, recreational because they've already decriminalized it, right? So it's going to require on the federal level the more act passing for other states to soften and then we get to the space of recreational. However, New York got that shit. Cuomo said he ready to make that fire that off this year. So what do y'all think about that? Y'all heading to NYC, New Amsterdam, if that pops off in 2021? And what do you think about the growth and expansion of cannabis and cannabis in the stock industry? I opened it up. So I'll touch bases on that um, real quick. Um, I'm from New York, of course. So right. that's um, what I like. Get it in. Watching, yeah, watching so many of my people and friends, family, just different people getting locked up over it. And then like this coming, like we knew this was coming. We knew. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. we all knew this between, I mean, from Cali to New York to, to here. Mm-hmm. This was something that was bound to happen. And as soon as they can make a dollar off of it or they can figure out a way to change the dynamics of something to benefit financially off of it, mm-hmm. of course, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, in Atlanta, speaking from a legal standpoint, um, with some of our clients, um, they have changed the laws a lot here, um, whereas you just get a fine right. and have to take some classes. So I mean, it's it's begin. It it. But isn't it just Fulton though? It's not all. It's not everywhere in Atlanta though, right? Yeah, it's, it's just not, Fulton. It's just Fulton. It's just Fulton County. But right. you have so to. You step in Cobb. Yeah, right, exactly. So that's where. Get on your job. That's where, right, mm. but the thing is, you got to think. They're the people, the lawmakers that, or the individuals that did this. They know that Fulton County is one of the biggest counties to be to be impacted, right? Criminalized by this. Hundred percent. You're not going to get that change completely quickly yeah. until, you know, these, piece by piece. um, yeah, well, these, you know, other, other, uh, counties, <laughs> um, can make their money. So, right. of yeah, course, why, why would it not just be Fulton County? It's mm. not going to be anything else. You look at Loeffler and, you know, different ones that have stocks in certain things or, you know, they're cashing out on these different things. So until they can, you know, profit off it, why would they want to change what they're not going to make money off of until they can make money? Yeah. I mean, I like this article, too, because, um, I mean, it was written right before the Yeah, um, it was runoff. like the day. It was like the day before. So they didn't know that the Democrats control the House, the Senate. and right. You know? Mm-hmm. So one thing that I do like, it says that the MORE Act would expunge all nonviolent Right. criminal charges it's a big that's, deal. you know it's a big deal that's, that's a lot a of people deal. back on the streets right that's a big after deal. that you know what i mean like yeah. people who yeah. wouldn't be able to vote before now yeah. they're back on the streets it's like oh more democratic I'm back votes. i'm back to, yeah. yeah people locked up for years mm-hmm. for having like bags you know right people Don't have die died in jail mm-hmm. being locked up for long periods of time for weed for this yeah. <laughs> for yeah, it's weed. ridiculous it's disgusting <laughs> yeah they did not they don't need to just let them out they need to like uh give them payback like oh. right they should get so so actually I, I forgot what city but there was a city well i um if i'm correct and somebody correct me if i'm wrong but there was a city was that Francisco? just expunged like three hundred thousand. um i well, I wanna, San Francisco. Yeah, I thought that was over there. I think uh, it was San Francisco. It was somewhere in the yeah. West Coast. But it was like 300,000 people just got their stuff expunged. But then they were like, uh, there was a program, and I can't remember the state, uh, but there's a program where they were actually going to give a, sp- a certain percentage of like business grants and stuff like that to people coming out so they could get into the weed business. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was in San Francisco or not, but I do remember that reading something about that. Sorry, I can't give y'all more clarity. Yeah, but, it may have been in Seattle. It might have been in Seattle. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think just to, just to round it all out, like yeah. I think... Um, with so many moving parts, right, of you think the people who have contracts with the prisons, you know, basically these contracts with these prisons, they were 
told that they're going to have a certain amount of prisoners. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So they have to they have to fulfill those contracts. Right. Then they got to figure out what they're going to do when those contracts end and actually mm-hmm. switch over industries mm-hmm. so that they can make the same amount of money that they were making before. And then dealing with not only releasing people, but figuring out incentive ways to get them paid legislation to get them paid and to get them back on track. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother decades worth of, mm. you know, figuring things out within itself. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, a chapter in the book of the inevitable, mm. um, but it's going to be, you know, maybe a few chapters, step actually, it's going to be a few chapters before yeah. you, you see the full right. change. We're probably about to enter this decade. I think that everything will turn over, but it's going to take all the yeah. years of this decade for it to happen. I'm just, I'm so bothered though, that it takes them like two seconds to monetize off of something, but it takes mm. them 50 years to change these laws that they created to, you know, penalize these people for mm-hmm. doing the same thing. Yeah, I think it's those contracts. They're waiting for those contracts to end. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what you think? Oh, Tris, oh, you already said, yeah. So, okay, you already said. So, basically, uh, this is another place to pay attention to because, again, this is our trends and predictions. What we see we are casting our vision and ourselves into later on in 2021. Yeah. So, what if they. Would you would you guys ever think that they would possibly do something almost like I wouldn't say like cotton picking, but like with the cotton marijuana picking. industry mm-hmm. um, and jail um, or the prison system? I'm sure they'll try. Yeah, like on some farming. You mean like, like them like, yeah, like sharecropping the and having the prisoners Absolutely. farm the land for cheap? That oh, would yeah. be so. I think that I think that that could happen. In Louisiana, you see, you'll see them on the side of the road. <laughs> wait, so wait, you're saying you want to see people in prison be used to me? No, she doesn't want to see that. No, I don't want to see said, that. Do you think that will happen? I mean, that would be a total slap in the face for people that have been arrested for... Oh, right, to then go to jail to share crop fucking weed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but you got to find something to make money off of. Jesus. That would be one of the perfect ones. Yeah, Am I wrong? No, no, you're not, no, you're not wrong. No, I'm just thinking wrong. This, this is a crazy scenario, but yeah. they do fuck up shit crazy, like that. So but they, I feel like they would do something like that. Oh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Prison industrial complex don't give no if fucks. This happens, if that ever happens, just say I said it first. She's like, just remember, we got it. This, uh, this is recorded. This is recorded. <laughs> this is all recorded. Like, we got this. This is documentation. Yeah, I call that. I call that. I call that that weed sharecropping. You see them on the side of the road? All right. That's hilarious. So. Pay attention to that, y'all. Cannabis stocks, you know, uh, we'll help. maybe at some point we'll get an expert. We will actually get somebody who's trading in that world who is on the business end. Not just like we might have somebody come in on the, you know what I'm saying, on the flavor side, but on the business end, I think that's important because that is a space that's moving and um, we should be paying attention to, especially because black people are the ones that are most disenfranchised by it, but also the ones who have been innovating and making that shit incredible for uh, forever. So we should be the ones that are monetizing from it as well. Moving on as we kind of like round out this man. So we already talked about video gaming. So I want to bring back, bring back that and we'll end kind of talking about the future of podcasting, which is important because that's what we're bringing to you right now. Right. So we should be uh, up on the trends and knowing where this thing is going that we are putting our, you know, blood, sweat and tears into. So one point about video gaming. And I just want to, again, I want to emphasize why you should be paying attention to this, even if you don't game. That's the most crucial part. Because I get so many people like, I don't like really care about gaming like that. And I'm not in the game. And it's like, that's like saying, you know, that's that's like, like uh, again, uh, Bitcoin had an explosive growth 
this year. So I'll use that as an example. That's like saying, man, I don't, I don't crypto, man. So I don't give a fuck about that. Well, that's crazy to not pay attention to something that's like potentially changing the way we kind of transact in society and video games. Yeah, in this society. Down. Yeah, in this society, right? And, and video games is doing the same it's thing in the digital, in the digital, uh, in the digital space. So I just want to get some stats, and I'll open it up, and then we'll we'll end with our final segment, and then we'll get into our plugs of the week, uh, plugs of twenty twenty one, I should say. Uh, video game consumption and spending increased twenty seven percent. It's the it's the thing that uh, um, last year in twenty twenty. So it's it's had the highest percentage growth out of anything that more than sports and more than. Um, Movies, of course, because the movie industry took a major hit more than any other consumable media piece of content in 2020. Like it's, it's like it blew them out the water. That's one stat. The other stat is there's this Spanish and this is something that we posted on another plug in our Digi Good Tribe Facebook group, which is really where we give you the sauce daily. Like we're curating and combing through the catacombs of the digital archives to bring you like the important, potent, dope uh, progressive, engaging shit. So if you decide to go into the cesspool of Facebook, and trust me, man, we all got our feet in there getting dirty. Uh, that is where uh, we're bringing you some important and really cool stuff. We got other places too. Discord also is where we plan to hopefully grow in 2021. We also grow in a clubhouse. That's another, that's your second plug during this podcast. As you know, we get more efficient with the plugs. Uh, the second part that I did want to bring up and then let y'all talk about is the Twitch streamer. There's a Spanish Twitch streamer. His name is the Greg F, and he's the first person to break the record for concurrent live stream viewing of 2.4 million viewers during his seven-hour live stream. Let me break that down for y'all, man. Let me break that down for why that's fucking crucial, right? Let me at all. Right. So let me break that down for you. Here's why that's important, and I want to get y'all reaction, and we'll move on. 2.4 2.4 million. Now, when you go think about Nielsen, I broke this down again on the Facebook group. Nielsen's stats or whatever for your top show, they average anywhere from 9 to 10 million. This is for the big tippy top, like Big Bang Theory, which is the most trash show in the world. But they got 20 million people who watch it or whatever. Big Bang Theory. You know, no shots if you like Big Bang Theory. Sorry, you know, but not sorry. Um, but they like that Big Bang Theory, right? 10 million, 10 million. I don't know why I think it's like called the Gang Bang Theory. It feels like that's what it should be called. Anyway, sorry. That's a tangent. Weird tangent. Um, yeah, hey, man. This 2021, man. I'm just giving y'all a real deal. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah, We're not going. toning down. <laughs> We're not toning down. Okay, so anyway, I'm in my bag. I'm in my bag. Okay, so uh, essentially, Nielsen, 10 million, right? That's for that 30-minute hour viewing block, and that's pretty good, right? But as a show, if you go look at Nielsen ratings for a show, you'll see that those numbers dip per episode. So they go 10, the next one might be 8, the next one might be 5, the next one might be 2. This man, if you were to actually do the calculations, even though, and those are different people too, but throughout a 7-hour, so 7-hour time frame, 2.4 million people consistently stay during that time frame. So the way Nielsen is, those are the same people who are coming every episode um, on Nielsen, right? It's the same audience that watch episode 1 and watch episode 2. So think about that in live streaming terms that there is such a consistency and a and a, and a, and a loyalty that they'll stay for seven hours the same way they would for a TV show, which most people will not stay consistently with a TV show. You'll watch the first episode. You might not watch the second. You might come back to it. So what I'm saying is the growth and the potential and the and the and the audience and Twitch is just getting started. And so if you are interested in being on the forefront of the media revolution, which Twitch is a part of bringing to the world, 
I I have to give you all of the advice in the world to definitely get on Twitch. Find something that you can watch. There's music. There's chess. There's more than just video games. You can even become a content creator on there. Uh, I can't be more of an evangelist enough for what I believe is the future of media. So with all that mouth yapping, what do y'all think? What do y'all got to say on this subject? If you got something to say on it. I mean, you did say a lot, but uh, <laughs> I did. I did. you know, man, we we on a magic carpet ride, man, with Princess Jasmine and and Aladdin, man. Wow. It's it's a whole new world, wow. you know. And so, um, you know, that's just this is a part of it. It's mm-hmm. like pay attention to what's going on around you. You know, industries are changing. Everything is changing. It's 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 not just COVID, but it's uh, sorry, I got somebody in the <laughs> in the background talking, but um, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's not just it's not just COVID. Facts. But it's it's the world the world is changing, you know, and this is just a part of it. So uh, that's that's the only place that I got to only thing I got to add to that. Okay. Anybody? Else? Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a growth, and then all the industries around it that are supported, like the uh, computer industry, uh, PCs and Macs. So I'm happy my stock goes up. Right. And they're all Talking gonna keep it. going up. These graphic uh, yeah, GPUs. Graphic. So Intel's like and they, going crazy. And honestly, when the gaming industry and the tech for gaming industry gets better, the tech for the film industry gets, gets better. Gets better too. Because exactly. we use the same graphics cards, we have the same processing. So Speed it. yeah, I'm Speed with it. it. And it's gonna it's gonna keep going up. I don't know I don't know if the comparison to um two point four million over seven hours being the same to a TV show weekly, because if the TV show if you were into the TV show and it just was straight through like Netflix, I'm sure it would be a different than the way it drops off as a per week episode. But is it? But I'm talking about consistent. I'm talking about right, right. From so if end would, to end, though, if he would have did an hour the first week and hour the second week, because sometimes the second week people don't come back. Right. You that's what I mean? I mean. That's what I'm comparing to. Not Netflix. Like Netflix is different. Netflix is binge is designed right. in that but way. But I would compare it to a, a binge show because they had to binge that seven hours straight. Yeah. You know, because it's not a weekly where well, they could go away. Well, I'm telling you, like, even from, I mean, Iman would know, <laughs> but yeah. it's hard to keep people on. Like, I'll get, like, certain people to, that come on the Twitch mm-hmm. on my stream, and they'll watch because they're like, oh, a girl's playing COD? Oh, they're playing college. She's really playing Warzone? Like, what's good? But then it's like, sometimes I'll be like, uh, all right, let me just move on to something else. It's hard to get that attention. Even then, I notice, like, if somebody is in the chat box talking to me, mm-hmm. they'll, like, move out if I don't talk back fast enough. Or if I don't have my headphones attached, they're not talking back. It's just, it's so many dynamics to it. Like, exactly. you got to be interesting as fuck to keep that attention. Right. A gamer, well, we, most gamers are either ADHD or mm-hmm. we just got our mind all over the place. Mm-hmm. We don't want to, like, watch you for hours unless we're on YouTube, you know? You look at these kids, too. A lot of those people that are watching our children. You look at, like, my nephews, for instance. They watch me on Twitch from YouTube. Like, mm-hmm. they go out to the TV, and they will pull up YouTube, and they will watch me play. Auntie, we're supporting you. <laughs> <laughs> so, and some people don't have the ability to even watch live. So, you got to think about that, too. So, at the right. end of the day, that's amazing that he's able to keep mm-hmm. that attention. Even with video, you know, you edit, yeah. you know, the whole process, like, you know that you have to edit a specific way in order mm-hmm. to keep those transitions going exactly. so people are still interested. You're not going to just have somebody in a in a uh, on an interview scene for more than 10 minutes. I mean... Mm-hmm. 100%. That, and, that, and I, I think that's a beautiful... 
that's a beautiful point that you made actually about like how hard it is because that's kind of what I'm driving home is he's a he's not an entire network like mm-hmm. this is one or two people and he's running a live broadcast that's rivaling oh, it ain't it, maybe it's not Netflix level yet man but that's because Twitch's adoption is just they haven't even seen their glory days yet like it's just starting to turn up I think they're going to double or triple their growth probably this year again so like in a couple of years they will potentially have the same rival of a Netflix and I believe they're going to start pulling from that world too that they're going to bring in these content creators and be like all right we'll give you a show too or we'll let you just we'll live stream or we'll we'll potentially just add a potential uh channel that has the best of that world into those live stream there will be potentially like deals netflix and other uh film companies will broker with live streamers just because they know that they got the audience they just they go just going where the audience is you know what i'm saying so where the money where the money resides exactly. <laughs> So oh, pre- and also, did okay. you see what he what he was doing when he brought in the the viewers? Yeah, Fortnite. He was introducing them to his Fortnite skin, which is yeah. n- a whole nother kind Marsh- of like- included marshmallows. Uh-huh. Jesus, do you try the sky? You know what I mean? So it's yeah. all these so names crazy. put together. Yeah. yeah. Remember when they were like literally not paying people? I mean, they're still not doing it, but not paying people for their dances and letting them, you know? Yeah. I mean, I yeah. feel like still Fortnite is so disrespectful, but it's a game that. And I'll, I'll say this. Fortnite is one of those games. I had to show my daughter. I was like, sweetheart, I want you to try to play Call of Duty, right? <laughs> she started, well, she was on 14 today. Um, oh, happy B-Day. It's crazy. 14? Yeah. Happy B-Day. <laughs> you wouldn't that even know part. it. You wouldn't even know it. You wouldn't even know it. Okay. Um, um, no, but I was like, I let her play and she could play like it was, she caught, she grasped on so fast. The games, even then, they're evolving. Like, Fortnite is literally training these children to play yeah. these other games, Call yeah. of Duty and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they're exactly the same from the parachute jump out to the the guns to even then it's the same game, but it's the exact same just without the gore. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, Fortnite is one of those games that like anybody can play. I, I know A&Rs that are addicted to this game and they're grown in their 40s, 50, 50s, and yeah. they can play this game and they like the game because of the, the gore-less factor. Right. You can just have fun so with it. Yeah. So you look at that and he's probably got the majority of, of those streams were children that were oh, up late because sure. they're in virtual school, which also plays a major portion or a major part mm-hmm. of that. I mean, this this he was smart. And and for him to introduce a skin, like Tristan said, was out of this world. Gangbusters. It's like Travis Scott all over again. Right. Who knows how much I mean, money I, he made? I tuned into the Travis Scott Scott um the Travis Scott performance. It was it was incredible. For me, I don't even like like kid games. My kids have got me addicted to Fortnite. Just like <laughs> yeah. I Yeah, that's the main thing you stream, right? Isn't that what you mainly stream? Yeah, Uncharted, Call of Duty, and Fortnite. Um, but when I say that it truly at the end of the day is like, man, that game has so much, so many ways that they can grow. But that concert with Travis Porter, I mean, I said Travis Porter. Travis Porter. Whoa, throwback A Town. <laughs> amazing. Like when I say the graphics, down to the graphics, the the lights, like, oh my yeah. God, it was just so dope. Incredible. It was so simple too. Like, who wants to be in reality when all this is going on? Right. Especially now. Talk and does it. does peak concurrent viewers means that all those two point four million watch for all seven hours, or is that the yeah. number? Are you sure? Because yes. it said peak concurrent. But peak concurrent, that means like, and that mean like. It was concurrent, like it was consistent. Yeah. They the were highest number of viewers during a live stream. Peak so concurrent. when they come in, they can sit. So a lot of, some people just yeah. sit. Like some people, I know people that come in just to support me and mm-hmm. they will literally have their phone sitting there. I know a guy, he doesn't play video games at all. 
he will come in and he will sit there and he will yeah, watch. Yeah, because what they're saying is like, they're saying at its peak, it was at 2.4, there was 2.4 million viewers at one time at the peak. Right, but when they use the word concurrent he, though, that's where eight. the concurrent comes in. That means like consistently no, throughout the Concurrent stream. means at the same time. At the same time. Well, I'm going to say from my standpoint and knowing from the Twitch world because I'm on it and yeah. I know Iman is, like those people, like those viewers were there for a long yeah, amount like of time. Yeah. How they measure, even how they measure the, the affiliate program. You have to have them on for a specific amount of time. Mm-hmm. You, they have to communicate with you so they're consistently in the chat box if they're not there they don't really count as a viewer consistently so yeah. he had to have something close to that mm-hmm. even if it wasn't the, that that number he had to have something very close to that for it to be counted right like basically i mean we're getting into the minutiae of whatever but on twitch to what mm-hmm. everything else he's saying like he's in that frame that time he's in that number frame because it's not like all of a sudden at one hour he goes to 2.4 million. You get what I'm saying? He has to keep that number consistently throughout those hours for him to get to 2.4 million. It's not like you go from 1.2 million the first hour, 1.3 million the second hour, 1.4. You get what I'm saying? Like there is a consistency throughout Twitch, and that's the reason why they're highlighting it. They wouldn't highlight it if it was like, oh, he did 2.4 because there's a lot of more people on YouTube. Yeah, on YouTube who are doing way more. There's people who stream way higher numbers on YouTube. They're talking about the the consistency throughout that time frame. So that's all we're highlighting. But either way, it's on its come up, regardless of whether this is just a small blip on the screen. It's on its way. So. Uh, we're going to transition to our last major subject and then uh, we'll get into our plugs of the week. And um, this is talking about the future of podcasting, man. I mean, and that's where we are. We're bringing you these audio video vibes. You know, again, we live on YouTube's digital good times is available on your YouTube's and your Spotify's and all of your DSP platforms. And uh, I want to talk about uh, something that's been in the news that is uh, a little bit bubbling and that we can kind of project ourselves into the future of, if not this year, next year, where podcasting is going. And so this quote reads, in the future, many podcasts may be exclusive to specific platforms and may also come with a subscription fee. And Apple could establish itself as one of the first companies to have a dedicated podcasting service. So this article, Mac Rumors, and they've been talking about this for a couple of days. Apple essentially has already launched like their mammoth subscription, one subscription to rule them all type shit, right? So they've already put that in your ear. They got the health thing that's going crazy. Everybody's loving. So it would be nothing for them to be like, oh, wait, are you a hardcore podcaster? For $1.99, you now get exclusive access to our top tier whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop podcasters that they're going to bring out and unveil, which would then be a, a, a windfall for the rest of the industry. Spotify doing the same thing. There's been talks that Spotify is in um, is in the is in the uh, talks of doing the same thing, as well as Amazon making a lot of big plays. So I wanted to discuss that, and I also want to discuss where do we see the the future of podcasting with these resurgence of well, not even resurgence the uh, the the new wear era of audio chat. Um, it's not new, but it's like old becoming new again, right? Uh, what do we think that impact is going to have on podcasting in this year and the years to come? I want to open it up to you if y'all got any thoughts. I feel like everybody, I mean, even like, look at, like, I just feel like it's inevitable. <laughs> like, there's no way to fight it. Mm-hmm. People can listen from their cars. I don't even like radio. And I, y'all know that I come from a radio background. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate radio, actually. Um, so mm-hmm. to have a situation where we can listen on the go consistently it, that's always been a con- convenient thing for I'm a mom. 
I'm, uh, mm-hmm. t- most of my hours, most of anyone's hours are spent in the car, in our vehicles. We're going to work. We're going to the market. We're going to go get stuff for our children, you know, all types of things. Um, so at the end of the day, it's like one of those situations where how's that not going to be something that is going to really take off and mean the world to everyone? At the end of the day, we can do this all from our phones. I right. mean, we have... If you can access it from your phone, it's going to take off because it's number one, it's going to be always consistent. It's going to always be the most convenient thing. Mm-hmm. And us humans, we, we like convenience. Convenience is so king and queen. There. And then you look at Sirius Satellite Radio and all these things. You can always access even NPR. I would go into the office and literally I'm listening to NPR all day because I'm an NPR junkie. Mm-hmm. So you got to think about the consistency and ability to be able to listen to these things, whether it's, you know, I, I'm, I've just been teaching myself about investments and I've been investing quite a bit Opened mm-hmm. the TD account, mm-hmm. uh, got Robin hood now, um, Coinbase. So at the end of the day, like you got to think of anything that's convenient mm-hmm. that we can put our hands on immediately and we can access whenever we want to, especially from the comfort of our own beds, our homes. Why would we not? We're on a, I'm on a road trip. I'm going to be listening to a podcast, whether it's about God or it's about a story for my children that I can't hear on the radio. Um, The variety matters. Uh, The versatility matters. So at the end of the day, we're going to always go for things that we can access whenever we want to. We, we like choice. We like options. Big facts. Yeah. I think, um, I think, I think along with that, um, you know, content, having access to whatever content entertainment, you know, you know, we're at a place where, Obviously, it's more accessible than it's ever been. I think that the industry, the podcasting industry, doesn't have the luxury that some other industries like the music industry mm-hmm. and the gaming industry and the movie industry all have an older version. Right. Podcasting right. that never had that. So exactly. creating the structure for what it looks like for podcasts to be able to survive, right? The creators to be able to survive and then for, for um, you know, uh, industries to get the um, or platforms to get the uh, content to the to the listeners. Mm-hmm. This is just a play in you know that book along with what they're doing with movies and music and everything else right now. Yeah. So like you said, if a company like Apple has a subscription to basically all content, then it only makes sense that podcasting is going to be a part of that. Yeah, hundred percent. I also agree yeah. that um, podcasting came around like you said at a time where access to technology and to be able to create content was at it's the easiest it's ever been. Right. So if the film industry would have started when Netflix was around and you had Roku and people yeah. were able to film a, a movie on their phone and then upload it and have millions of people watch it, yeah. they would have had to go through these same kind of learning lessons that the podcast industry is going through. And with Facts. Clubhouse, you know, the hotline 2.0. Right. But everybody bling. jump on it. Um, everybody being able to. I in high school. <laughs> everybody being able to project their voice and people who are influencers, people who want to be influencers, and then people who want to gather information and just get knowledge. They're all on it. So you got people who are just talking just to talk because they're like, "Oh, this is what I've always wanted to do," mm-hmm. and now I have a voice, quote unquote. So then the market becomes oversaturated, and then we have that trying to streamline things down again. It's like that exactly. that ebb and flow. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great point. Like basically what we're we're looking at, I, I believe to what everybody's saying is we're at, we haven't reached the tipping point, but we're getting close. The infrastructure is getting there. 
two of the plays that I can see just to, you know, give my prediction uh, based on what everybody's saying and what I've, what I've been seeing is subscriptions are coming this year because uh, they want to get they want to set the precedent. Amazon is setting itself up for that. App, Apple Music, as we already said, is setting itself up and Spotify is setting itself up, which means that a lot of podcasts are going to have to tighten up. So if you're just doing a podcast because you think it's fucking cool, that's cool. But guess what? How are you going to be convinced to be brought into this network that they're going to be selecting for sure? Because it's going to be a selection of podcasts that get brought into this cadre of we're going to put you in the premium tier. So how will you separate yourself from the premium tier and everybody else? That's going to have to be what you know, people are going to have to decide. The other part is uh, because these subscription services are going to be like, you know, early adoption, um, there's going to have to be some kind of innovation in how you get people to buy into that, you know? So subscriptions are going to be that necessary infrastructure that, yeah. that the industry needs. Um, um, okay. It's going to be hard too, though, to, yeah. for these big industries like Apple, who's had the Apple podcast app for so long. Yeah. And it's been free. It's been free to yeah. convince people who have been getting it for free to start paying. Mm-hmm. And it, it is something necessary, especially for like smaller podcasts to start making money. Mm-hmm. But most of the podcasts have had to figure out, just like with other industries, how to get paid, even though they're not getting paid from the platforms that they're putting their content on. So they've been saying, hey, we have 20,000 downloads a week. Mm-hmm. You have sponsors, and then these companies like iHeart are like, yeah, we got you. And so mm-hmm. they've been making money that way. So yeah, it's interesting, the big boys. To, right, to see like if it has to go to pay a subscription in order for the big boys to make money because usually things don't change unless the big boys are affected. Right, and I think they, I think that they do. If you notice all the money that uh, Spotify has been throwing at it, you better believe that they're gonna need something that's gonna offset that to buy uh, uh, Joe Rogan, to buy the princesses, to buy all that stuff. Because we know that Spotify doesn't make profits off of music; they just don't. They get their money off of the uh, I mean and the publishing companies that are consolidating like Voltron and buying up all these major uh legendary artists they about to be the juggernaut slash Debo RIP to 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 our to our elder Debo they about to legit be on that taking taking and getting their money from these tech companies um so yeah I agree agree with everybody saying that the big dogs got to make it move and I think they are cuz Apple was the big dog and like when they move the industry, the rest of the industry moves. And Spotify is making enough aggressive plays. They're putting so much money into it. They got to get a return. If you're putting over a billion into it, how are they going to get a return on their investment? It's not coming from Spotify because they are barely breaking even. So it's like they see they're they they're building this in front of us so they that we can see like hey we're giving you all this content but guess what you like these premium you like this Michelle Obama show you like this Princess Harry shit well uh, you can check it out and you can get these special episodes that are going to be dollar ninety nine whatever Clubhouse my uh, idea on that or where that's going when Twitter launches that just to, again we trying to project y'all into twenty twenty one this is what we do vision casting digital good times I believe Clubhouse is going to pull the full finesse on everybody that if they make the recording feature available uh, and easy access to people they may just put a recording button that if you want access to you pay a premium fee because that's really what you're wanting I, right how do you how I'm do you oh good i'm gonna say that they're definitely going to not to cut you off i'm so sorry yeah, but i i honestly feel like very soon because they've already gone past that that number mark um mm-hmm. i think they passed that million member mark yeah i think uh, they passed that ever. A while ago. Right. Um, I remember like, hey, y'all, like, yo, listen. <laughs> so I feel like it's a situation where it's going to be monetized very soon. I feel very like soon. people are abusing the platform so much and it's driving away a lot of the people that mm-hmm. make the the content um, 
more important and makes more sense and, and the money the money people. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it puts people in a place that they're like not as comfortable to get on the platform and talk because they're like, well, we got these people in here that are like not like us and don't deserve this information. So I feel like it just comes to a point where it's just so much ignorance that have has kind of taken over the app that it's going to be a I think that the the people that are already members is going to change the dynamics for them mm-hmm. as far as allowing them to have more more saying things and, you know, get better discounts and things like that. But I definitely, they know what their power is. They know that it's powerful for for people to be on this app and Mm -hmm. it gives people that don't have a voice a voice. It gives cappers the, the ability to finesse, finesse, finesse. Cappers. (laughs) Okay. I'm telling you. So (laughs) (laughs) completely. So it's like just one of the, it's, that's a whole verse, cap enabling. <laughs> uh, but at the end of the day, it's a situation where you give these people that don't have a voice and that you got to look at the trolls, right? The trolls only became anything because people were allowing that behavior and allowing these people to flourish because cap, I mean, trolling back in the day was not it. So you got kicked off, you got in some, some way. So right. at the end you of the day, you can get rewarded just, from it like you can now. You can get, you can blow up on the troll. Right. That was so we used to have this thing when I was like maybe 20. I was in college the first time and uh, we used to do this thing called Tiny Chat. I don't know if you guys remember Tiny yeah, Chat. Of but course. Of course. We had, like a, we had like American Idol or Tiny Chat version of American Idol and we would kick, kick people down when they were terrible. Right. Like we would like, and we would like uplift the people that were like really like serious about their craft and like like really like push them and stuff like that on Twitter. That's when Twitter was really 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 popping. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, it's just one of those situations where where you just look at the dynamics of a situation. They have so much room to grow, especially with like even then. I found the investment stuff that the uh, the different ones that I found that were like money makers for me. Like I invested like five hundred in like a matter of two weeks mm-hmm. into specific. Um, um, stocks and mm-hmm. I got a lot of them from that group. I was on it like three o'clock in the morning. It's a space for creators, yeah. especially where we feel kind of comfortable to go on late at night. It's just that we get kind of annoyed with some of the groups that come on there and they're just talking about things that are not, it just doesn't make sense. So yeah. for me, I think that to end it and not to rant on, because <laughs> y'all know I do that. <laughs> um, I'm just going to say at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's so amazing and beautiful for growth for them. Yeah. I think that they have the ability to make so much money off of this app, even though it started free. It showed people that they have power when they don't have power. It yeah. gave everybody who would never be able to be in that position to get, it's allowing them to get followers on Instagram, allowing them to get followers on Twitter. And social media is is a drug. Clout is a drug. 100%. So, I agree. I think, um, you know, as we wrap this subject up and we'll end on our our plug love. Um, I agree. Clubhouse has got a lot of awesome things going for it. Um, my main key point that I want to say to content creators and everyone using it is to find the ways for you to be able to monetize and leverage it outside of Clubhouse because everything's all cool when you're in their platform. But as we said at the top of this, right, like if they're controlling the spaces, if you can get booted out or removed, depending on what the public opinion might be, uh, then being able to have more autonomy and control over your platforms, which is hard to say, right? Because you can't own the hosting, right? But it's important to make sure you got your own website. Make sure you have your own uh, your own content distribution stuff. Like, just make sure you have more ownership because, again, Clubhouse is a fad. It could 
be dead by the end of this year. We don't know. It might be it might be amazing. It might go crazy. Twitter might come and dead it once Spaces drops because Space is coming later this year as well. The point is that and we, you will see us get way more active. And that's some of the goals. Again, giving a little bit away season four. We got way more. We got playing with Clubhouse and things like that to bring chats live, dynamic chats. My point of uh, why it intersects with podcasting is it's basically live podcasting, right? So podcasting as far as in the traditional premium version version of it is evolving and it's going to continue to evolve as we just talked about because people will have to meet the demand and meet the quality requirements that these uh these premium services are going to ask for then you're going to have more casual which is going to be clubhouse style you know what i'm saying so uh get in understand it if you don't know more about that holler at us we have invites if we have enough for you we'll definitely try to get those off to y'all so holler at us via all of our platforms that's so, how clubhouse tricked me on my on my invites no. How did they do that? Well, today it sent me a link and it was like, oh, you can invite these people. So sometimes it gives you a link where you're able to like literally click mm-hmm. and you can invite without using your invites and then use all four of my invites. Oh no. <laughs> and I didn't even know them. <laughs> you can go back and I think you can um you can you can you can request to like unsend if that person isn't accessible and things like that. But there's no plug for Clubhouse. They ain't paying us again. You know what I'm saying? Like we weren't figure out how to get money off of them, not you know what I'm saying the other way around. But um <laughs> our finale, uh this is our season three finale. So I wanted to end it special and we're gonna end it with of course our plugs and our picks. So that's our pick plugs. Uh, we're going to do something special this time. This is us manifesting what you all as an individual. So it could be other people's stuff if you want, but mainly like what do you've got coming in 2021 that people should be looking forward to, whether it's a project, whether it's business, whether it's whatever. What do you want to project and let people know about to look forward to from you Um as a part of the Digital Good Times team uh, in 2021. And now, uh, anybody who wants to start, feel free. If you yeah, bro, I can't wait to hear your picks because you're so stylistic. Like, literally, like, I look at some of your stuff and I'm just like, man, dude, like, this, this dude is way ahead of his time and his style is insane. Fact. Interesting. Appreciate that. When I look man. at, like, all of, like, Tristan's, like, film work and, like, watching him as a best friend, like, for over 10 years and watching his growth oh my god and then iman like looking at you because i have to say this is our, our this final episode for season three so i just had to break it down break you know it down. break it down mama mama vibes <laughs> um, iman's just watching you and like seeing you baby your brand and like really take care of your brand and like not stop at anything and loving the fuck out of your brand like it's literally your baby is so amazing to see and to watch you know, the growth in this and to watch Much blood. Much the things to come and like just hear you talk about that is just really dope. I love so. much appreciated. Well, damn, she just plugged everybody, so we're right. good. We good. I guess that's it. Yeah, man. Who's going to plug her? Who's going to plug her? Yeah, I mean, I mean, first of all, Ashley has been an amazing energy and necessary. Every, every time we do Digital Good Times, if y'all been riding with us from the beginning, we always make sure, however we have to do it, that there is always a balance of having are women um, represented and having a voice. And so like, she's been that very important and crucial voice. And, um, and we're going to always continue that. We're, that's just how we get down. Like we're not, that's, that's, we are always based in making sure we're representative, inclusive, um, all of that. You know what I mean? So she has been uh, that wonderful energy necessary and needed. 
Uh, so yeah, we're bigging that up. But we, this is not just big up. It's like plugs. Like, what do you got going? I mean, I'll start it since you know. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, 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 I appreciate yeah. the big ups, but this is actually the time to plug the things that you have going on because <laughs> people are going to listen to this. So I, I'll start off. All right, I, at, at 2021, you already know what digital good times is coming. We're going to take a brief little break. We'll be back season four. We'll announce that you'll have those times coming to you very soon. I am dropping a two piece EP because I'm not giving the DSPs really more than that because they don't deserve it. And we can't make money off of music. So uh, I'm gonna drop a two piece later on in the spring. Uh that's gonna be pretty impactful. I'm dropping a beat tape also soon. Of course, I'm gonna have mixes coming. Of course, we got some really unique and dynamic clubhouse uh content. I'm also gonna be doing some collabs. Me and Jack got something cooking, not just musically, but also um some really dope content we wanna come out and present to y'all, hopefully in 2021. And um, I think that's it. I can't think of. Oh, I'm, I'm bringing back my Twitch, so I'm about to go hard on my live. I'm going hard in live streaming in 2021. So y'all, that's why I'm an evangelist for it because we about to get it in. Um, and that's all. That's about all I, I can think of. So that's my self plugs for Small Eyes 2021. Be on the lookout because we just getting started. We are collab with Jack. Oh, yeah, we got we got stuff cooking. cooking. We got stuff cooking. We got stuff cooking. All right. Yeah. He created everything. <laughs> chef, chef. Um, yo, I'm a yeah. So, for those who didn't get a chance to check it out, I just dropped a, a my first single in a while called "Other Power." So that is Other streaming power. on Dang. most platforms right now. Check that out. All the DSPs. Uh, um, just gonna be more. It's gonna be uh, more music coming out. Um, a lot of stuff I've been working on over the past few years mm-hmm. finally is at the place. Um, I very much took a, a, a life of Pablo approach, as as you you will, <laughs> where um, very much this whole process has been involving feedback from the people, which is different than how I made art in the past. I was mm-hmm. very much just like, I don't give a fuck what nobody else thinks about my music. I'm just going to make what I like. Mm-hmm. And I think that has its pros and cons, but I, I feel really good about involving um, the people in this project. And I feel yeah. really confident that the people are going like to like this music a lot. So, um, yeah. That's uh, that's pretty much the main thing for me, um, and there's gonna be a lot of stuff that follows, and then I'm just kind of off of like the, the the it's like 2021 is so, it's hard for me to grasp the concept of years right now because people kind of wore out 2020, yeah, and for, sure. for a past few years it's been like this is my year, this is my year, so like I don't know, I'm just on like time right now, like I don't care about a year, you know what I mean? Like we just in a time, we just we just in time right now, so I mean so this is just what it's gonna be for this for this. For this time in this era, so just music for this time is that's that's the, in this time frame. That's the main thing, yeah. Because like uh, like Ashley said, I you know, all ego aside, I do think that I've been ahead of my time for a while, and I think my time is coming up for um, for things to align. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I'm made for this era. All the shit that's going on right now, you know what I'm saying? So it's what it I'm, is. We about to we about to get it going. I don't feel like it's just gonna be music, but I just feel like literally you're walking into your entire existence right now. Like, you know how they say, like when you serve your, when you serve what you're here for. Like when when you are able to like, I mean, like the way that you flourish and even now to your style. Like I'd be looking at pictures of Jack and I'd be like, this the same person? Y'all saw me swag and shoot. I'm like, yo, bro, like, bro. <laughs> All right, so Ashley, you got, what you got going? Yeah, we picking up Jackie. He's fly, so man. Ashley, He's fly. So what Ashley. you got? What's your what, again? It don't have to since Jack don't want to put it in the context of the year and time and space doesn't exist and oh, every time yeah. is a flat circle and all that. You only manifest. You only manifest around people that you are around. You can't be giving out sauce for free. 
Oh, <laughs> oh, oh so you like you ain't even nice. trying to give them that. You ain't even, so what? So what? They not they don't get nothing. They don't get nothing that Ashley got planned. No, 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 no. I wasn't saying. I was just saying for Jack. Like, oh, okay. You, okay. We talking about you. Uh, I'm like, man, <laughs> you better. You better look. switched it back. <laughs> like, no, like, you don't give away your sauce. Um, but no. Um, so my daughter is. I am investing in my children because they are the future. Beautiful. And when I'm not here, mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that they're always consistent with their growth and they can choose whether they want to go to college. I don't want to hear my children saying, "I got to have the money." No, I got out of the mud so you wouldn't have to. Mm. So I want to normalize not having to get it out of the mud for my children. Like, mm. that's not a 2021 and on saying that's not going to happen. She can choose. They can choose. I have two daughters. Um, they can choose whether mm. they want to go to college or they want to just keep on pushing the businesses that they have. Because we know Beautiful. that consistently, we all know that six or seven streams of income allows you to Spit make money it. in your sleep. Spit it. So I think it's invested now, and um, we have these jackets. You know what I'm saying? Plug love for my nationwide posse. Ooh, that's dope. That's very dope. So you got to get the people (laughs) with. Love on purpose. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. We need that. We need that. We need the. You got to get the people with them links so they know how to cop that. That's hard. Did you make that? (laughs) Yo, Jack's like, yo, let me get one. Yo, let me get I one of the rodeo joints. I can Jack hey. will, Jack can pull that off though. That's the thing. He can actually pull that off and make it hard. Like, he will pull that off and make that hard, actually. With some boots. <laughs> bro, I just found a black owned company called Neon Cowboys. And they are a black owned company and they literally make boots, neon boots that actually glow in the dark. You know, I love horseback riding, so I was like, boom. That'd be perfect with this brand to pair to do a collab. And That's then they awesome. have me on cow, cowgirl hats, cowboy hats. I did this from scratch. Like, literally, what? all this beating, beating. Yeah, man. We got to get that. So, you got, so you're, you're coming up with creative creations, launching yeah, so your own businesses. Yeah. That's some yeah, of your she's vibe. Doing, uh, she's doing that. She's doing LED lights. Um, we've, and we're doing vendor uh, sourcing as well. Um, and then for me, of course, I am growing in the film industry. I'm not at the firm anymore. I kept that as a pillow because I was like so afraid of like running into what my passion was and like really going full fledged, even though I went to school. And, you know, so I feel like at the end of the day, like why waste that money that I sat there and spent, you know, why not put that into something else? I've never felt as liberated as I do when I'm on set or when I'm filming. Mm. Um, I'm walking into my, my destiny, which is producing. So for me, it's like, I'm just working crazy and just literally growing and editing, growing and filming. Um, so between film and fashion, as well as uh, um, Twitch, going ham on the Twitch, because it's Ashley B Baby instead of Ashley C Baby, because mm. my real last name is B. Um, but, I mean, those are some of the things that I'm walking into uh, from here on out. Let me drop that. Let's drop that. And Tristan's going to bring us home. Guess what? T-Dog. That's a new nickname I just came up with. T-Dog. 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 T-Dog's going to bring us home, man. What you got? With that T-Dog, be having whole goals. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Just 2021, just, I don't know. I feel like we just got to see. That's hilarious. Yeah, we got to make it through these next few days. I'm trying to get to a bit well, somewhere. We can't rock it. I'm trying to, yeah, let, I'm trying to get some wave week. hair. You know, I let my my hair flow away. That. Oh, I'm trying to actually a real goal of mine is to grow out my hair. 
I really enjoy uh, it blowing in the wind. Lord. In the Dominican Republic, that was something great. Are you going to do locks? Are you going <laughs> to lock real, it up? man. Are you right? going to lock it up? I saw Jack with the long hair. I was like, oh. Well, hey, chill. look. No, nah, let's check it out, though. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a quick thing not to go on your shit, Tristan, but my hair has been the same length for like four years, man. Right, that's <laughs> what I'm like, what well, are you been talking taking about? taking me that long to catch up, yes. you see? Yes. That's why I can post pictures from like two years ago. <laughs> oh, jeez, oh, people are like you in California right now? Like, nah, I'm sending you. I'm gonna send you a name of a product. This beast mode. Beast mode. Okay, so Tristan's growing his hair out. Nothing yeah, yeah. about the film or any of the things yeah, that you yeah. do. Yeah, we just going to drop films. I mean, a lot of times when I like yeah. try to predict what's going to happen. I didn't say predict. Happen, manifest, man. No, no but manifest. a lot of times when I manifest, is like it just goes even greater. So I'm not even going to try to put no caps or limits. It's like I, I do want to create. He's so quiet, and he don't want to even talk about the stuff that he does. But like he was at Marvel before anybody else. Like this man literally has edited mm-hmm. like the biggest stuff that you can think of because he's been my best friend for ten years. So at the end of the day, I'm, I'm gonna say something. <laughs> if, like he's not gonna. He's one of those people that literally he wants you to see his work, not not. Talk yeah, about he don't it. like to talk about his stuff. So at the end of the day, just be, simply only because this is a finale, I want to just big him up for his photography, his vision, his the his eye mm-hmm. when it comes to coloring when it comes to editing when it comes to just like a vision like when you come come across these movies and you don't know that the people behind it it takes a lot of people to film a movie mm-hmm. but it takes an army to edit and to mm-hmm. bring this whole thing to life without editors it doesn't exist and tristan is truly a gem when it comes to the editing oh, world thank you thank when you think of avengers and all these other movies boom yeah <laughs> Big him up, big him up, because he won't talk about it. He won't talk about it. We're just just gonna gonna get bags. Your friends gonna be like giving you your. Okay, so Tristan's getting his (laughs) hair, and he's getting and he's getting bags. Jack is getting doing music. Ashley's raising her beautiful children and building her business. Empires, empires. You're doing thirteen things. You're doing. I'm doing a million things (laughs) and getting growing digital good times. Crazy and um. That's what it is, y'all. We know that, um, you know, you've rode with us through this entire tumultuous year we just had. We're projecting. That's why that was my whole point of this episode is like us projecting ourselves with positivity because it's like all kinds of shit going on right now we could be talking about. But in my opinion, I feel like it's better for us to project what is positive in the world that we surround ourselves in, which everything we talked about, tech, film, music, all the stuff that we love and uh, making sure we understand and we are the active participants at the forefront of the shit, not the back of the bus. Cause that shit is, that shit is dead. You know what I mean? So on that note, I want to say that we thank y'all for rocking with us. Digital good time. Season three is in the books. Season four is coming. So just, just stay, just stay, just wait patient. But guess what? If you want to follow along with us and keep abreast of what's going on with digital good times, you can do that by checking into any of our social media platforms, D I G I good times on IG on Twitter. You can follow us on at DG good tribe on our Facebook group. We have a discord. You can go to our website, D I G I good times.com. If you want to donate, if you want to donate to the cause and you're like, I want digital good times to grow and get even stronger. Well, we have a way for you to do that. We also, again, through our, we our quarterly, Digi Good Drops are making exclusive handmade bespoke products for you all that are one time only. They'll never be made again. There's not any podcasts or content creators you see in the streets really caring about their community like we do because we stand alone. Nobody's like us and built like us. And we can't wait to continue to bring you all this raw essence. 
I go by the name of Small Oz, man. Who else? What, y'all got anything else to say as we sign off? Oh, I, I want to, on on that note, say thank you to everyone and uh, participating and listening in. And uh, yeah, we're going to keep on coming, man. Digital Good Times. You already know. 2021 out cheer. Right.